What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Holy Hustle. My name's Jalen. And my name's Zach. Here at The Holy Hustle, our goal is to provide real-life examples, our experiences, and provide practical steps to help you become a true disciple of Jesus in our world today. And just to do life together. So without further ado, make sure you guys hit the follow button, the like button, the subscribe button, and you come back every week for a new episode. Let's get right into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Holy Hustle. I'm Jalen. And I'm Zach. This is episode eight. Eight, there we go. Eight weeks in. (laughs) What's going on, dude? What's new? Not much, man. Uh... Coming off of a really the sickest I've ever been, <laughs> I I don't know what it was. Emily got me sick because um, she had she caught some like stomach bug thing, uh, and I was like, oh baby, you know, like I'm taking care of her, being as good of a husband as I can be. And but in the back of my head, I'm like, it can't be that bad. No, bro, I got it. Sickest I've ever been. I was hallucinating, sweating, like nothing, nothing was okay. That made me think. I got a question. Do you think guys get like like more of a harsh sickness than girls do? Uh, or do you think guys are wimps? Uh, I think I personally, I like to think of myself as tough until things get bad. <laughs> then I'm like, like I thought I had lymphoma. Like I thought I was like done. Bro, <laughs> I am the biggest baby when I'm yeah. sick. Like I'm not leaving the bed. Ashley better, oh. she better come and give everything. me a foot massage <laughs> and massage my temples everything bro. Oh, yeah. i'm the biggest baby when i'm sick and i don't i would not have made it through without emily too she came and brought me medicine and water and forced things down my down my mouth so i would get better but dude yeah like chicken noodle sick. soup no i couldn't eat anything bro <laughs> like nothing she brought crack like she would bring crackers in and they have no scent but i would smell like the salt of the crackers <laughs> and just like babe Please, you know, um, but I was just living off of NyQuil and DayQuil and for like a couple of days. Jeez. But finally, like you wake up that one day and you're like, oh, I think it's I'm gone. better. Dude, I was laying in bed like cr- losing my mind. I'm like, Jesus, I just need to grab your cloak. <laughs> <laughs> I was down so bad. <laughs> but but yeah. Uh, how about you, bro? What's new with you? Nothing, dude. I went to Des Moines this past weekend, hung out with the fam. Um, Kaya's dude. So she's running track now, and she's getting getting better. But um, she's also started softball as well. So they'll be in Kansas City a bunch coming up for some tournaments. So you gotta come. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta I'm watch her play. She's yeah. a she's a dog. Is she good? Better better softball player or track? Yeah. As of right now, yes. But yeah. I think in two years she's gonna be like ridiculously good at really? track. Yeah. She's the best athlete in the family. I can't really. Really. Yeah. Okay. Respect. She's got my brother beat. She's got. She's coming on she's, you. Yeah, she's coming up <laughs> close to me. She's coming up close to me. So I don't know. We'll see. How old is she? Freshman? Yeah, she's okay. a freshman. She's only 15. Dang, yeah. And she's like six foot. Can you can you like think back to when you were 15 and just like getting into bro, sports and stuff? I was such a little dude. nerd. Were you really? Oh, bro. I was such like a goody two-shoe, like oh. never want to get in trouble. <laughs> I was like a I was a dork. I wasn't okay. a nerd. I was a dork. Okay, okay, okay. No game, nothing. <laughs> no, bro. Like <laughs> until probably until probably like my sophomore year of high school. Then, then I was like, oh, bro, I gotta, I gotta something. put a chip on my shoulder or something, bro. Yeah, like yeah. I was that like linky kid, the skinny, tall, oh, yeah. no muscle. Yeah, was like eighth grade, <laughs> freshman year. Uh, fresh eighth grade going into freshman year is when I was like adopted by my family, and I put on like dude like 40 pounds over the summer just like bulked up crazy fast 
Um, but I was terrible at sports in middle school, like B team, like oh, yeah. buns. Um, and then got to high school and like things got better, you know, started working a lot harder and just like my body, like my body got under me. I was just like awkward. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think about high school sports sometimes and I think about like today, you know, there's kids sitting in school and they're getting ready to go to track practice. Oh, oh that sounds so terrible. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so terrible. why were we always like, we always, t- I would like for me, for example, I always tell people, I'm like, man. Take advantage of it. You're gonna miss it. Yeah, bro. I don't miss it that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not track. I yeah, miss a lot of like I miss the meets and stuff, but practice like the anticipate. And I used to get crazy nerves in the block. Crazy Just, anxious like, and shaky. nervous, bro. Yeah, shaky. But then when I got down, I was like, okay, I'm cool now. Yeah. And then you hang out with your, you run for you know ten seconds, and then hang out with your friends for six hours, which was really cool. But yeah. Just or nerves. or it was worse too. You'd finish an event. And have to wait like 30 minutes and then get right back in the blocks for another event. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. Yeah. And if you did like the four by four, it was last and you're just like waiting for it. I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah. I did 400 hurdles once and I was like, yeah, coach, I'm never doing that again. That was my <laughs> sophomore year. I literally looked him dead in the face right after I finished and was <laughs> I like, quit. <laughs> I said, I said, I will quit. Don't ever put me on that again. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they tried to put me in the four by four and I was the guy that like, Pulled his hamstring. I was not the best. I wasn't the nicest guy, but I would pull my hamstring every week after the 200, which is conveniently shortly <laughs> for the four by four. Dude, um, now that I think about it, though, I wish I would have ran the 400 because and, and like took it and took it serious because I probably would have been really good at it, bro. It's a stud race. Like, yeah, only the only the tough survive that one. But yeah, man, what are we what are we talking about today? Um, so today's. Obviously, we say this every week. We got a big, big topic. <laughs> Life changing. But this one, this one actually is, and again, we say this every week, but this one's huge, dude. Yeah. Sin and grace. We're gonna touch on both um, because you can't mention one without the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna dive in and really just talk about um, sin and you know what comes from it, and then also just to remember too that um, God gives us grace and. To know that his mercy and his love is far stronger than sin. So yeah, um, it, this was one that we like. I was sick last week, so we weren't able to record, mm-hmm. um, which is good because we were able to like put a lot of th- more thought into it, right? And, like prayer, and even still, we're sitting here like before we record every podcast and go live, we just pray that God speak through us, you mm-hmm. know, um, just as humbly as we can because every topic is like fragile. Yeah, but we also have confidence. Like the word is the word; it's right there. Uh-huh. But um. But yeah, this is one that we are like, yeah, God's going to have to speak through us yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, dude. Because <laughs> we're young, you know, and um, educating is like as best we can do to right. what the word says. Right. And, and just giving go. giving opportunity to mm-hmm. people who want to listen. Yeah. It's a big one, though. I mean, super excited. So yeah. what was question one? So question one, um, um, what, 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 I'll ask you. I'll ask you. Okay. Unless you want to ask me. You no, can no, ask no, me. No, no, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, so since we're talking about sin and grace, we got to figure out what is sin. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Um, one great place to turn, and we'll have it in the... Oh, I don't think I... I just realized I haven't posted the Holy Holy homework from like two weeks ago. <laughs> it's uh, fine. We've, we've, been, we've yeah. been down and, down and out Dude, recently. Dead body. But um, this, this week, uh, one big chapter we want to focus on is Romans 3. There's this, 
the apostle Paul talks, you know, extensively about sin in there. Um, but sin is like the most heinous thing that we humans do. And, you know, before we get going, this is not like a talk down on anybody mm-hmm. or making anyone feel bad. This is just like the reality of the world we live in. We're all sinners. You know, if you don't think you're a sinner, then man, you're way You off. need a reality check. Yeah. You need a reality check and just like seek someone older and smarter than you. I've said that before, but, um, but yeah, sin is like the most heinous thing that we do. It's where we go against God, like whether intentionally or unintentionally, um, it's where we do the things that decreate the things he's trying to create. You know, um, he left the 10 commandments. Um, Jesus came and taught a lot of things and, uh, sin is sadly what makes us human, you know, yeah. from Adam and Eve, it's right. just like who we are. Yeah. But, um, and sin leads to the grave, you know? Um, but yeah, what, what, what about you? What are you thinking? Um, I think really you touched on everything that we really had to touch on as far as like what is sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to Romans six twenty three. Mm. Um, let <laughs> yeah, me pull this up here. Uh, so like Zach had just mentioned, sin leads to eternal death. And Romans six twenty three says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, so what is sin? What does it do? Essentially, it's separation from God. What does it do? Leads you to death, leads you to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that because you sin, you're going to hell. Don't yeah. I don't want you to think that at all. But because of the grace of God, because of Jesus, we have the opportunity to not be put to death and not be damned to hell because of what God has done through his grace and his love and his mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Through the cross. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we talk a lot about like, uh, trying to spur people on to do the things that Jesus did mm-hmm. because we see that lacking, especially in like our generation of like young men. Um, and that's not going to save you. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I'm saying like, there's going to be some people out there who can behavior modification their way into, thinking that they're saved, um, you can quickly become prideful and, um, isolate yourself in a way that you're just stuck in an echo chamber where you just like hear your own voice and you have done no wrong. Now Mm -hmm. you're basically the next best person compared to Jesus. Um, and that sin, that pride that creeps up on you, like been there, man, I've been Mm -hmm. in the echo chamber. I've been in the, I've been the guy who tries to act like Jesus and you know, you kind of have to sit back and think, okay, well, when I die and I'm standing in front of God and he says, you know, like, why should you come in here? And I'm right. like, well, because I go to Lansing and I share the word with the prisoners or because, you know, when the doors are closed, I'm praying and, you know, in the community, I'm trying to feed people and do whatever, whatever. Right. And he's like, you missed the whole point. It was mm. Jesus, what he did on the cross. Mm. Like you didn't even mention how much of a sinner you are. Zach. Right. That right. pride will sneak up on a person and you're quickly realize like, man, um, I'm focusing on the good things that I do, which you should, obviously. Right. But also, like, man, I'm a sinner. Like, I've done some. And we'll get to that in the end, just talking about some of our sin. But uh, I've done some things that mean that that put me on that cross. Mm-hmm. Like, if we really, really sit down and think about the things that we've done in our past, the, lo- the late nights, the calls, the people, the girls, the drinking, the whatever it is, the thoughts, the selfish ambition, like... I should have been on the cross yeah. based off of what yeah. I did. And that's not like, oh, you know, it should have been me. But it's like, no, that's <clears> what <throat> I deserve because mm-hmm. I was actively decreating what God is trying to create. But instead, Jesus said, hold on, I got this. And he got yeah. up on the cross yeah. and like died for us. 
Um, and a lot of people like that's a whole different discussion about like why he had to die. Right. Um, and that's a powerful one. But man. that's but, but but at the end of the day too though that's that's what it is. That's what it means. Yeah. When Jesus was hung on a cross, you guys got to realize he took every yeah. single sin known to man up on the cross with him. And only he's worthy of it because he's he was perfect. He was perfect. Yeah. If there was one person who shouldn't have been on the cross it was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to catch you. No, <laughs> no, that was that's exactly what, yeah, that's yeah. that's perfect. That's exactly what I was going to say. And I mm-hmm. think too this is a great segue for Luke 13. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read straight from my Bible here, but it, it's Luke 13, 1, and it says, um, repent or prayers. There were, some, there were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices, and he answered them. This is Jesus now speaking. Mm. Do you think that these Galileans were, the, were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent turn away from your sins, you will all likewise perish. Perish as in death. Die. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Or these 18 on whom the tower uh, in Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? Were they worse people? Were their sins worse than those in Jerusalem? Mm. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you all likewise, likewise perish. Yeah. Yeah. At the, end, no. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Sin is sin, mm-hmm. and what sin equals is death. Yeah, and the only way you can be saved from that, you can't do good enough works. You can't be a good enough person because we're all born in sin. It's mm-hmm. natural. We're born that way. The only way you can receive deliverance from sin is through God's grace. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost. I read a book called "What Is the Gospel," um, and it's like a short read, real mm-hmm. you know, pretty dense little book. Um, and the author talks about like you know, again, the behavior modification, trying to change the way, right? you know, but what we're really doing is picking sides. Like you're saying, am I going to keep rocking with evil and Satan and his evil schemes and his plans? Am I going to be thwarted by something that is just like God and Jesus made so incredibly clear, right? Just continue to sin. Or am I going to pick Jesus aside? Mm. Um, and your willpower will get you far. Like you can do some things by your own will. We've talked about it, but, but yeah, the willpower will like, maybe get you to like 11 a.m. <laughs> but what about to midnight? You know, <laughs> like you need some help. Yeah. Humble yourself. You need yeah. help. Um, you need other believers. You need someone older and wiser than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people get caught up on age because, oh, well, this guy's only 30 and I'm 40 and I don't right. think I can learn. No, go listen to some really smart pastors who are young, who are 40. You, they got people following them who are 70 plus still learning, mm. you know. Um, but anyway, all that to say is like, you're picking sides. Yeah. And we're going to fall. We're going to stumble because again, Jesus died for a reason. They knew this was coming. Like he called it, the prophets called it. Jesus called it from the parking lot. <laughs> and <laughs> like repent the- and repentance is huge, dude. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think I think that is like something that people overlook when it comes to sin. Yeah, when it comes to sin, because they my think bills paid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus died on the cross for my sins. All right, I'm good. I can sin and know that you know, I'm still going to go to heaven. Yeah. Nah, bro. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Literally just read, repent or perish. Yeah. Die. Yeah. Hell. <laughs> a lot of people like to stop. Again, we talk about it, like finish Jesus's mm-hmm. thought because sometimes it takes a turn that maybe isn't so inviting and so like warm, but it's truth. Like yeah. that's the meat of the, of right. what you're saying, you know? Right. Um, and, and the repentance is like, 
No, what are you going to say? Sorry, and that's Jesus saying that to repent or perish. That's Jesus telling you. And Jesus is the one who knows he's going to die on the cross Mm -hmm. for your sins. And he's still telling you that you have to acknowledge that you're sinning, turn away from that, or you'll lead to death. Yeah, yeah, because like, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 that's perfectly fine. Um, Because when when you really think about it, like, Jesus died for sin, mm-hmm. not for sin, to defeat sin. Mm-hmm. But like he didn't completely rid the world of sin. Like, no. The yeah. plan's not done. Mm-hmm. His plan's not done. I don't see Jesus coming from the Again, sky right, right now. You know, he could come at any moment. That's so good. And like, don't you want to be ready for that? And also, like, we are discipling under Jesus. So, yes, there is an element of changing the things I do, the behavior modification. We know that's not going to save you. But there's something about stepping into his presence and, like, walking the steps that he walked mm-hmm. that just, like, bring enlightenment. And Paul talks about it, too, in one of his letters to one of the churches. Like, I know what's right, but I just can't seem to do what's right. Like, I'm torn. And that's, like, the flesh, you know, because God's plan isn't fully conceived yet. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there's something about doing what Jesus did, praying, fasting, Sabbath, all those different things that makes you feel and remember like, oh man, like also not only is sin bad, but it's nasty. It's not very nasty. And some people will look at like a compound fracture in the leg and be like, oh, that's bad. You're not gonna be able to walk. Like Mm -hmm. your bone's sticking out and they'll Mm -hmm. see a compact fracture in the arm and be like, oh, that's bad. You know, they're comparing things and that's probably not the best example, but they're comparing and saying Mm -hmm. one's worse than the next. Right there in Luke, Jesus says, "Like, no, sin is sin. Mm-hmm. So stop talking about it. Yeah. and fix it. You know." And I'm of saying? course, and, uh, of course, on Earth in our world yeah. today, we think that some sins are worse than others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you murder someone, that's <laughs> that pretty one feels bad. That one, that one's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Versus if you, you know, went to a gas station and stole a piece of gum or something like, yeah. you know, obviously murder is going to be way worse than that. But in in God's eyes, sin is sin. Yeah, and sin the only sin. way to turn away from that or the only way to get away from that is to repent of it and then allow Jesus's blood that he sacrificed to overflow your life. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I don't know how long you want to keep going with Satan, you know, but if Jesus comes flying down those skies right now, like obviously we know that acts aren't going to do it. But when you, when you sit down and realize like how bad it is, you don't even want to be, you don't have any part of it. Mm -hmm. And you're way more ashamed when you take part in sin because you're like, Oh man, like, uh, oh, it's not that bad, God. Like, you can convince yourself that it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus forgives, and I'm really glad that I'm a Christian. But then when you sit down and think, like, okay, I took from this woman that was not mine, and I committed a sin against God. I took what was not mine, what was His, something He created, and turned it into whatever I wanted it to be. Mm. And that's just like eye opening. And you're like, okay, now you're going to stand in front of God one day, and He's going to be like, you said you were a believer, like, your mouth said it. Your actions maybe even did, but your heart, like you completely forgot about the cross. Um, and therefore, like forgetting about the cross leads you way off the path. Way where, off. Way My off. sin's not that bad. And Jesus saves, yeah. you know. And he does. Absolutely. And obviously we're not the judge, but we're just saying like what's in the word. Right. No, yeah. 100%. And I think that's, you've mentioned twice now about um, Jesus coming back and being ready. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to read it because it's a... Uh, Heavy. It's a heavy, <laughs> and it's not necessarily talking about sin and grace, but being ready for when Jesus returns. Read the whole chapter of Luke t- uh, Luke 12. Yeah. Um, there's a parable that he specifically talks about. Um, you must be ready. Mm-hmm. And read that parable, and you'll know what Zach is talking about when he's talking about being ready. But I will read Luke 13, and this is talking about the narrow door. 
And this is a little off of sin and grace, but we we were talking about the fact that sin leads to death, death leads to hell if you're not yeah. right with Jesus. And so the narrow door, this is another parable that Jesus is talking about. And I'm just going to read a couple of the, um, like a small paragraph here. And it says, uh, when once the master of the house has risen and shut the door and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door saying, Lord, open up to us, then he will answer you. I do not know where you come from. Mm. Then you will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence and taught and you taught in our streets. That's like saying I went to church <laughs> and I, I was mirrors with your people. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I, I acted like a Christian. Right. Yeah. I took of the bread at church and I drank one of those little grape juices <laughs> and I was, I was with you, right, God. And then God will tell you, but he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. Mm. In that place, listen, in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. Mm-hmm. It's deep. <laughs> yeah. Very deep. The door to heaven is narrow. Yeah. And saying that you're a believer, saying that you believe in God and that you're a good person, you think that what you've done in this life will get you to heaven, you are completely wrong and you're on the wrong track. Yeah. And it's unfortunate to see that nowadays and just in general that people think that we are good people. We're not. (laughs) We're not good people. And nothing you do in this world can get you to heaven. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing you do. The only thing that can get you to heaven is the grace of God. Yeah. And the fact that Jesus was nailed to a cross and died for our sins. That is the only thing that can get you to heaven. And if you firmly believe that with your heart. Now, does that mean that you don't act on what God has told you to do? No. Yeah. If anything, you should know that, dang, this dude who was perfect, absolutely perfect, did nothing wrong his entire life, died on a cross the most gruesome way possible Yeah. so that I could live my life I should probably learn about this guy. And if anything, try and live my life more like his. Yeah. 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 And I, again, that, uh, what is the gospel book? I just finished not too long ago. It, I, I'm going to butcher this, but the <laughs> author talks about this book where, um, who is it? It's not Tolkien. It's, uh, I don't know. Some, some one of those Christian authors like CS Lewis or J.R. Tolkien, one of them, but they've got like this little short story about, um, these people who are on the way to this, what they call the, uh, celestial city mm-hmm. and it's like uh the guy that's walking you know the names are give away what they're about but the guy that's like the main character's name is christian and then the other two people is like hypocrite or hypocrisy and something else i don't remember the other one basically he's like yeah we're supposed to go into the celestial city like through this gate right here and they're like yeah but we want to take a shortcut and like we're just going to jump over the fence on the side and get into and he's like no you you can't get in that way they said like this is the way to get in. And they're like, yeah, but we also think that we can do these things and we're going to end up in the same place. Like we, we both want to go to the same place. We're just going to take, take different paths there, Mm. you know? And right there, what you just read is like a perfect example of that, of like, man, it sounds harsh because we just, we've just been too buttered up, like too softened, too much, you know, um, to not talk about sin and repentance, but like repentance is turning from sin. Mm -hmm. And, it's not a forceful thing because now again, when you, when God breathes like his life into you, his Holy spirit into you and you start to like notice things more, it gets a lot easier to not sin because, um, you know how heinous it is, but it's a lot heavier when you do sin. Right. And you're more like aware of it. Um, and you're like, okay, I have to be more aware with my steps. It's not like you're careful with life or whatever, but 
you're just like alive now mm -hmm. because you're realizing, okay, if I want to get in to that very narrow gate as a rich person, as whatever it is, like I have to, I have to turn from my sin. I have to right. repent. Um, cause Jesus says, you know, repent and believe, mm -hmm. repent and believe. A lot of people like to talk about repent. A lot of people like to talk about believe, but, but he not said, together. And right. Believe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's two part. Um, and it might feel like, oh man, like my life is going to change. I'm going to lose a lot of friends. There's going to be a lot of people that I, um, that depart from my life and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And that might be true, but it's also, there's like seasons where you leave and come back and like share that with other people. Right. You right. Know? That grace being like the when light. You, when you, when you feel that grace permeate through your life too, you're like, dude, I got to tell somebody yeah. because I'm forgiven yeah. because of what I did yesterday. I no longer carry that guilt, that shame, um, that pride, mm -hmm. that self, uh, fulfillment like myself is broken and it's because of jesus and like here's where i'm going now right um and all the fruits that i'm living in now like i if i care about somebody and i love them even if the conversation might be difficult i have to tell them this mm. because if i don't then one i'm not fulfilling the great commission and two i'm doing them a disservice like to their life i'm yeah. hoarding this beautiful gift and some people just maybe like truthfully and, and it's okay but like work on it mm -hmm. but um, pray, like earnestly pray, get in the word, um, and believe to get to the point where like you start to realize like, Oh no, this is the, a great gift. The grace, right, right. the grace, like before I was given grace and like received God's grace, I had a lot of problems, bro. Just like my mind was in a really dark place. My, my adoptive mom actually, um, she's just my mom, but she sent me a picture the other day of me when they took me in and it was like for my 13th or 14th birthday, something like that. But they had a birthday party before I even like really lived there with them. And I saw the picture of this kid who's just like smiling with no teeth showing, but just like a big smile on my face, mm -hmm. a big grin. Cause I'm like really happy about the moment, but I looked into my eyes and I was taken back to where I was before I received God's grace. Mm. Um, dude, just, I, I just forgot like how, how, uh, how down bad I was, but I had a smile on my face and people would always be like, Zach, you're so happy. Like, how are you so happy even though you're going through everything? And I was like, oh, you know, God, God loves me and all this other kind of stuff. But I didn't realize like, oh, I thought life was good and I thought I was okay. Mm -hmm. But this is a whole different level of like, no, man, like I'm good. You know, if, yeah. if I die today, then I'm in front of Jesus and I'm, I'm good. like, look right. at him. Don't look at me, God. Yeah, look at him. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That makes me, bro, that brings me with two questions. And I didn't even have these written down, but from what you were just talking about and you can answer them if you want, but do you ever get those moments of just like some, sometimes like you're just like, man, I, f I feel really happy. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I ask you that is because I want the people who are watching this to ask themselves that question. Like, is there a time where you've ever, where you've ever just been like, man, I just feel really happy. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, that's not happiness. That's joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I asked you and I knew you knew I was going to say this, but, and I, I've said this all the time, but happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is based on Jesus. Those yeah. moments where like you truly feel like you're just on top of the world and like nothing can stop you and you're oh, yeah. just so happy. And so it's pure bliss. Yeah. That's joy, bro. Yeah. Like the fact that you can receive that grace and know that on days you just, you, you just really feel that grace. You feel God's presence. Like that is, that's joy that's not happiness mm -hmm. the other question i had too was because we were talking about this and now i'm going back but could you imagine if you stood in front of god and he said depart from me yeah uh oh man yeah 
Um, I never knew you. Yeah. Like, I sent you a guide. I sent you a book. Jesus is the word that became flesh, and you turned from this this word right here. You, like, turned from it. You thought you had it, but you didn't. And, dude, I, like I said, sickest I've ever been in my life. Just came off of it. If hell <laughs> is a fraction of that, no way. To, That's, dude, and no this, is, this is a no completely way. other topic for a completely different time, but we, bro, we're going to have to talk about heaven and hell because yeah. people fail to realize that hell is not, and again, this is for people who probably aren't believers, but like there's people who are on social media talking about like, shoot, if hell's a place, we're going to be having a party. No, you're yeah. not. You are going to be suffering every moment. Yeah. Like it's not... I obviously we don't know because you know we're not there. Never want to know. But yeah, never want to know. <laughs> the but one place I don't ever want to yeah, go. <laughs> but God has given us enough description that I'm not even trying to mess with it, bro. Like yeah, go read Revelation, and and it's like kind of feels like a magical mystical book because all the creatures and stuff like that, um, and they have like a meaning and all that. But yeah, like think of the worst day ever. And this maybe is like a little bit less of a, a little bit less mature of like a perspective mm-hmm. on like sin and stuff. But like, let's be real. We're two 25 year old dudes and we think about these things. Like yeah. if it's that bad, like, no, I don't want to have any part mm-hmm. of it. A place minus God, not just minus God, like where it's just passive minus God. This is like Satan's full force, like attacking mm-hmm. you because God created you and he hates you. He hates creation. So like, what is... What is he going to do to you if he hates you? Right. He's not in, He's not drafting you into his team so you can go and fight against heaven. He right. already lost. He already lost to heaven. He's just down there to punish you now. Satan does not like you, bro. No, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> bro. But anyway, that I had thought a, is like... I, I had a side thought when you were just talking about that. <laughs> you said Revelation. And you're like, it seems like, like a myth, mystical book and like there's creatures and everything. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? We still don't even know. Like those creatures could be, like we look at, we read it and we're like, okay, that's probably like representation for something. But like, I think that's what they just look like. He wouldn't just say it. Like, bro, <laughs> what if they really look like that? Like when they, they when they come to he- when they come they to will. Earth, right? That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yeah, people yeah. people are reading Revelation and they're like, dang, what are these creatures? We've never seen these before. And then people are like, oh, that's actually this species that's already on Earth. Yeah. Or like it's a representation of. Like, no, bro. Yeah. God don't make no mistakes. It's <laughs> yeah. in the word. Yeah. Them things are going to come to earth, bro. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was just a side side note I no, thought of. I, I was like, yeah. bro, that's so funny because I, I feel like a lot of people probably think that when they read Revelation. They're like, what dude, is happening? What, are these, <laughs> yeah. what are these creatures? What is... But like, no, this is going to happen. Yeah, because once you get past the... Like, Paul writes the letters to the churches, and then Jesus mm-hmm. writes letters to churches. Mm-hmm. Very telling. Go read those. Those are like... More red letters in the red book of Revelation that when you go read, you're like, yikes, this sounds like me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't register, if you don't see uh, yourself in these parables that Jesus is talking about, you're thinking about someone else. Like, this mm. person's not saved. This this person's not doing this. I need to send this to them. He's like, no, I wrote this book to you. Mm. You are reading this book. So focus on yourself before you go and get the log. But now again, you say you're a believer then you're are welcoming in the things that believers do the right. the challenging right the, like hey man spurring you along i'm not just going to leave you behind i'm not just going to say like oh yeah yeah i'm not, i'm not going to coddle your sin i'm not mm. okay with sin there's one thing in this world i hate it's sin mm-hmm. just like jesus i don't hate the like you know you hear the old cliche like 
hate the sin, not the sinner, right. like that type yep. of stuff. Well, yeah, that's real. Like these cliches have turned into cliches, but think about it. Like that is a person made in God's image. That's a beautiful don't person. Don't hate him. Yeah, don't hate him. But, but you the hate sin, the sin. Mm-hmm, yeah, because it's nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Very. When, you, when you go back to the Old Testament, Adam and Eve, uh, Eve pulls the fruit down, takes a bite out of it, sin ensues. Mm-hmm. Just like ever since then, a constant uphill battle of humans trying to take use their willpower to do good or worse, do bad. You know mm. what I'm saying? And it doesn't work. So thank God that Jesus came. And it never has. Yeah, and it never has and never will because without grace, you can't be saved. Mm-hmm. You know, repent, believe, and uh, and yeah. And then you start to, like the Holy Spirit also like activates and pushes you to like think about these things and guide you. He's the advocate, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so now you have a helper to identify okay, that's sin. Mm-hmm. And I know what's going to happen if I sin because I saw what happened all through the Bible. I don't want any of that. Mm. Like, no, nah, I'm going to keep it. I'm just going to deny my flesh and I'm going to do what God said to do. That's Remember? the least we can do. Jesus got on the cross, took nails in his hands and his feet. Mm-hmm. They cut him open, did beat him up, all this stuff. The least we can do is close Pornhub. Yeah, <laughs> you know real. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, what's a sin you've been delivered from? Dude. Because I know this is one of your questions. I'll answer because I knew you were going to ask this, but um, that 100% masturbation. Yeah. Like, bro. And let me tell you, this is speaking just from like a like a, a physical standpoint and a man standpoint. And I'm sure you can relate to this as well. Mm-hmm. But like when you are delivered from that sin alone, bro, your life just instantly changes. Like, yeah. And it's 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 hard. Don't get me wrong. It's not easy. But like when you're delivered from that sin, bro, mm-hmm. you just feel so much more at peace. Your relationships become way healthier. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm speaking from like me and my significant other's relationship, way healthier. You're not focused just on the things that make your body feel physically better, but instead spiritually, you're full. Yeah. And that is one specific thing I know for a fact that without God's presence, bro, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. The yeah. body wants what the body wants. Mm-hmm. The mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. I was about to say that. Uh, Paul, Jesus, the uh, some of the other apostles, they talk heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just authors of the Bible talk heavily about the sins of the flesh are, like, tough. Like, those are the bad ones. Yeah. I think that there's something, too, again, like the taking and then the re- reversing of God's plan, um, that the flesh just, like, is the one doing it. Uh, but anyway, that different thought, different thought. But uh, but yeah, for me, same thing. It's just like sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if I could go back, um, obviously I would say, no, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to take part of any of the mm-hmm. stuff I did, any of the girls I was with, like yeah. talked to. I wish, I wish I, I would have been a virgin up until I was married. Oh, hundred percent, yeah, but. God is the redeemer. Mm-hmm. And now we have a testimony to share with other people that like, no, we're not perfect. I'm mm-hmm. not going to sit here and be like, my wife and I were perfect, you know, before we got married. Cause we weren't, right. but in our engagement season, we were challenged by people. And again, when you get challenged by someone and someone calls out your sin or spurs you along to be, you know, more like Jesus or to just like, remember the cross. Like, mm-hmm. let me like, Hey, I, I love you, man. But just like, look at the cross. Don't forget about it. Um, cause that, that enough, we don't need to do any convincing for Jesus. He did all the convincing, but sometimes you do need someone. Um, but I had some people come into my life and just like a couple months before Emily and I got, got engaged and just like change everything right. for me. Right. Um, and yeah, 
when you turn from that, you turn from evil to goodness. Mm. Now you're living in goodness. Yeah. You're like, I don't even want to go back to that. That was terrible. Now you're going to be tempted and Satan's going to try you. He's going to try you. He's going to be like, damn, God got another one. I got to mm-hmm. do something about this. Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, yeah. focus here yeah. on the goodness, you know? Bro. Um, so yeah, that back when I was younger, dude, I was a thief. I just stole stuff a lot. I don't know yeah. why. Like I would just go to the store. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I know why. Like part of it was born out of desperation for like not having food, electricity, like any resources at home. So I'd go to Walmart, steal food and get food. And that kind of grew into uh no, I'm stealing stuff that I want, not stuff right. that I need, you know? Um, and I was like, yeah, it's Walmart. Like they're a big company. They're not going to miss it. That's not the point. Like it's the principle. It's a principle. It's God. And I didn't know at that time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Um, but now I do. And I wouldn't even consider that. Just yeah. It's like, it's nasty, <laughs> you know? Um, Sin is and that's nasty. Some of them. I mean, pride is a big one I'm battling right now. I mean, you start to read and you give, God gives you the greatest gift of all time, salvation mm-hmm. and uh, goodness and the fruit of the spirit and the Holy spirit. And then he's like, and be humble. And you're mm-hmm. like, how, <laughs> how Yeah. <laughs> you just gave me everything. And I'm supposed to just like how? be humble. I can't do it. <laughs> you know what that makes me think too? I was going to say this earlier, but it just came back to my mind. Um, you know, not doing some things are sin as well. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's something that it's very pivotal to being a disciple of Jesus because think about it. If God gave you the good news and you decided to sit at home and never tell anyone, mm-hmm. that is a sin. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could sit down and look all the corners. And, and if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, they've built a room that you can't escape from. Sin is everywhere. No matter what you right. do, you're going to sin. Yeah. That's the point. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, you're going to sin. So you need grace. You need help. You need forgiveness. Um, and Jesus offers that on the cross, you know, and yeah, I feel, I mean, you know, you definitely feel pity for people who, um, just have no belief in that. Like it's sad, man, because the goodness that we've been given since then from our yesterdays, Mm -hmm. like this is obviously not true, but if it was only for this life alone Mm -hmm. to be released from whatever guilt you carry. And again, if you're, and if you're prideful and you're not humble, you don't think you need to be delivered from everything, then yeah, it's probably not going to work. You need a humble heart. Um, but again, even if it only delivers you from today and doesn't necessarily give you access into heaven, the grace of the cross, which it does, it's the most powerful thing of all time. Then that's good enough for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't need any, I don't need anything else. Yeah. That's perfectly good enough for me. But Jesus goes above and beyond and he's like, and you can come to the place that you don't deserve to come to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to die the death that you deserve to, to die, you know? And it's also for that sinner over there who you yeah. think should go to hell. Yeah. But it's not your job to decide who goes to hell. It's your, your job to repent, believe, share the good news. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the good news is that Jesus died so that we can be delivered from our sin, mm-hmm. so that we can have the Holy Spirit guiding our life, and so that one day we can stand before God with a representative, Jesus, and he's saying, like, now he's with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Dang, that's that's a good analogy. I'm just talking. He's too with much. me. <laughs> yeah, he's with me. I seen a really good TikTok earlier that I want to show you later. I just thought of, <laughs> and it was talking about that. What else do you have? What are questions? What other questions we got? I mean, we, should we touch on grace? Yeah, we 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 talked a little bit. I mean, we have talked about it. Yeah, but again, that's that thing. Like we asked that question. You can't, sin. Yeah. You can't talk about sin without grace because mm-hmm. people that just talk about hellfire and sin, you're going to hell. And on, but if you repent, you believe, you know, like, yeah. no, grace is huge, man, because it's a huge part of the whole process. Without mm-hmm. it, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have that opportunity. And it's infectious too. Like 
you were given grace. Mm -hmm. Now you can give grace to others because you know what it feels like. And you start to see people on a more level ground Mm. and you're like, Oh, I'm no different than that person. We're all children of God made in his image. We're all sinners, but he forgave me. So why can't I forgive them? And also Jesus talks about like, you're going to be judged at the same rate you judge others. Mm -hmm. So like, what are you gonna do with that? (laughs) You gave me, bro, you gave me such a good, this was a couple of weeks ago. Me and Zach were talking and he gave me such a good like pointer and just like tip in general. And um, we're talking about, this was right after the uh, Tennessee shooting. Uh, Yeah. And Zach told me, he was like, dude, with some of this stuff, you just got to go slow. And I was like, elaborate. And Zach went off on this tangent about how (laughs) going slow can help you in so many situations. And dude, it's, it's so true. Going slow and allowing God to work through your thoughts and work through your mind and your heart changes everything about what your reactions are going to be in in situations. Mm -hmm. So for example, instead of judging someone, I can sit and think, okay, go slow. This person may be going through something. I have no idea what they're going through. Yeah. Go slow. Talk to them. Tell them about Jesus. Go slow. Mm -hmm. Don't harass them. Don't harp on them about how they're going to go to hell if they continue to sin. Go slow. And I think that was so crucial when you told me that because there's been times and situations where I let my emotions get the best of me. And we all do. Yeah. Emotions are who we are. Very emotional guy. Very, yeah. We're <laughs> yeah. very emotional people in, in general. And so if you allow your emotions to control what your actions are, you're going to find yourself in a pretty sticky, pretty sticky situation a lot of times. Versus if you go slow and let God work through your heart and your mind, I think you're outcome or the result of the situation can oftentimes be way better than if you just react off of emotions. Yeah. And the reason I was talking about that was because you were, you were just talking about um, judging others and whatnot. Um, instead of judging people, go slow. Think about the situation that they may be in. Think about what they believe in. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just be, I, I think being going slow and being um, empathetic, empathetic for Jesus other people. Jesus is like the king of empathy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's, and that's like the difference between, okay, I'm looking at the cross and I know that can save me Mm -hmm. versus tearing a page out of Jesus' book and doing it because Jesus was not in a rush, bro. Right, at all. (laughs) If there's one book I could recommend out, like I'm not going to compare it to the Bible. It's nothing compared to the Bible, but there's a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. I've read it three times now. I'm leading a group (laughs) at our church about it, and it is like very, very, very impactful on my life. Not going to lie. Yeah. I like fully, almost fully changed the way I just like go about everything in life because when you fly through life, man, mm. it's really hard to be loving and in a hurry at the same time. It's impossible. They can't coexist for like oil and water. Um, and yeah, like going slow and looking at humans as like humans were flawed. Mm. If your pastor says something that you maybe don't agree with or that is maybe dead wrong or whatever, or, or some, did something or did something. Yeah. All the stuff like, remember, Oh wait, yes, this person is supposed to be held to a higher standard. They're speaking about God, all the stuff, but they're still human. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really hard to like be Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like having grace and just pouring it out over other people. Um, because think about like my probably favorite, just like, uh, encapsulation summarization of jesus the character Mm -hmm. um like like his character as a man is oh gosh where is i want to say like it's in the book of john Mm -hmm. 
John somewhere. is John is full of yeah. Just read so the whole Bible. Yeah. Read the whole Bible. <laughs> yeah, the whole Bible. We should yeah. do a Bible study episode where we just study our Bibles and show people like what it looks oh, like. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. I'm down. Um, but anyway, sorry, random thought. But um, is Jesus and the woman the the woman caught in adultery? I think it's oh, like John eight bro. or nine. So again, like this woman and this man are caught in adultery, and for some reason, the people in the village. And again, this also is like more clarification on Jesus and Christianity and how they treat women, because there's a misconception about like, you know, Christians don't, you know, love women or whatever, or they play second fiddle. Watch what happens when you mess with God's girls. Mm. It's bad. Mm. (laughs) Like you just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just don't do it. You do it and then you feel the wrath, you know? Um, But anyway, so this woman and this man are caught in adultery. And for some reason, the people from the town, forget the name of the town, they bring the woman, they drag her out and they're like, Jesus, this woman is an adulteress. We feel like we should stone her because uh, she's so sinful and stuff. And what does he do? He fires back and he yells at him. No, he doesn't. He sits in the sand and he starts drawing in the sand. To this day, nobody knows what he drew. Yeah, and everyone's like, what's he doing? That's what's so beautiful yeah. about this story. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah, keep yeah. going. Yeah, just like picture this. Like These people are trying to crucify this girl, or mm-hmm. not crucify, but stone her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus stops, gets on a knee, starts drawing in the sand. And they're like, what's going on? And then he gets up and he says, uh, let the first sinless person throw the first stone. It's the toughest thing in the world because that is the encapsulation of Jesus as a man. Mm-hmm. If you're sinless, throw the stone. But who's sinless? Me. Me. So what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? And, he, and then what does he say to her? Okay, keep going go and doing what you're doing. No. He says, daughter, turn from your sin, mm-hmm. repent and believe. And we don't hear anything else about her. But that's what he says. He says, okay, I've cleared the table for you. Like I, you had all this stuff on the table, this right here, clear the table. What are you going to put on the table now? Mm. You know what I'm saying? He gives you a chance, man. That's so, so beautiful it. too, bro. And that's Jesus, the dog. Yeah. You read yeah. that? I'm getting goosebumps. And I'm bro. Like, what would I have done? Well, that's that. what I was about to say. Oh, Imagine. I would have consulted and all these people and I probably would have done this and thought rationally. And Jesus is just like, let me just talk to God. Bro. Just imagine if you were that girl in that situation. Imagine it. Imagine if you were. That is us. Yeah. 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 That's the grace that you should feel. You're the woman that just walked away and Jesus is like, repent and turn from your sin. I just saved you. Now what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? That's why this discussion is like, gosh, where are you even go? <laughs> because people think sin is in repentance is this just all oh, legalistic. And yeah. Not, yeah. No, this is like arguably the best part mm-hmm. of being a Christian It's like. I tell you what you should do. Now go do it and mm-hmm. watch the fruit of the spirit. Watch the Holy Spirit come alive in your life. Like watch things turn. And when it does, tell somebody because it's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't just keep it for yourself and be like, well, I don't want to offend them. And they didn't really grow up a believer or they were hurt in church or whatever. Like right. tell them your testimony about yeah. how good God has been to you. And if you're not there yet and you really don't feel how good God has been to you, like keep searching, look mm-hmm. for someone wiser to like guide you. Cause you can't do it alone, man. Only Jesus could do do it alone. And he was constantly talking to God. Yeah. And again, he's not stuck in no echo chamber. A lot of us are, myself included. But yeah, I love Gotta that. Gotta be humble, bro. John 8. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That is such, bro. I think it, I, it's probably up there with probably my favorite as well. What's yours? I would say probably that specific story, yeah. bro. That story is so... I remember the first time hearing it. I think it was at... Um, I think it was at church when Pastor Kyle talked about it. Pastor and Kyle I was like, <laughs> I was like, dang, bro, like that's me. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. If it's not you, then 
it is you. Yeah. Like that's humility is to recognize I'm the adulterous Roman. And that's I'm what Zacchaeus. Yeah. I'm the tax collector. Yeah. But and then that, that, and that also goes into the well, can God use me even though I'm a sinner? Mm. Yes. Who were his disciples? <laughs> who was Paul? He was the worst. <laughs> Dude, Bro so literally like, said, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, yeah. And the, and God says, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, go back to the Garden of Eden. You got Adam and Eve, the sin, everything. But God picks up the snake and says, I'm going to use you Still for my goodness. used it. Yeah. And that's us. <laughs> sometimes Whatever Adam, sin sometimes you think you're Eve. struggling with, know that it's not big enough. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we're Adam, sometimes we're Eve, sometimes we're the snake, and God still tries to use us, mm-hmm. you know? He gives you a chance. Yeah. Yeah. What else did we have for grace? Uh, I don't know. Where, where where are we at on time? Uh, we got like, we're at 48 minutes. Oh, so we got yeah, about okay. probably okay. 10 more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Probably five minutes, and then five minutes of holy. Do you have homework? Yeah. Yeah? You can think of something. Think of some? Well, yeah. We I, could I, probably I both think thought, of some. We'll have to put some thought into it. Yeah. But In I the heat know, of the moment. I do know for sure that what was it, Romans 10 that we read a second ago? Or sorry, Romans 3. Romans 3 is Romans definitely... 3, John 8, now that we talked about that, go read John 8. Praise that God would just like expose mm. to you. What is that? Psalm 127, I think. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Like These psalms are prayers that we can use as a template for like God uncovering some things in our heart. Because um, pride, man. Ooh. That's a big one. Like, Huge. Maybe that should be the next thing. Talking about pride. I wouldn't even feel right. I'm so prideful. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not me being like, oh, I'm so prideful. That's like. No, we all are though, dude. Like. You just can't you, do it alone. Maybe I just haven't invited Jesus in enough mm-hmm. and been like, hey, I really need you. Like, yeah. Really in this area. Me. It's power of prayer. We talked about that already too. Mm-hmm. You spend that time with God, letting him know that you can't do that alone. Trust yeah. me, he'll show up. And he knows already. He's like, I just need you to rec- like yeah. accept that. Yeah. <laughs> accept that you're not Superman. You can't. And two, with that being said too, know that if there's a sin that you're asking deliverance from, know that it's not just going to like go away. Like, yeah. There we it's go. A, there's it, a question. Sorry. Go ahead. What is it? Um, What do I do if sin has me in a headlock? Ooh. Like I just can't get out. That's so good. Um, For me, I think you go back to those same three principles that I've talked about um, that like I build my foundation on and it's prayer, worship, and um, prayer, worship. <laughs> Why am I blanking? Because <laughs> of the mics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prayer, worship, and community. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Prayer, yeah. worship, and community. That's perfect. Yeah. Being in those three are going to change everything about your personality, everything about your attitude. And it's all a matter of Okay, I'm stuck in this sin, right? I can't, I can't get out of it. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between, there's a difference between sinning and knowing that I'm, a, I'm, I'm a sinner and I'll never be able to be delivered from this. And instead, saying I'm a sinner and through God's grace, I know He will deliver me from this sin. Mm-hmm. And surrounding yourself in a community where. You confess your You're, sin. You can confess. You can confess your sin and be around others who are going to help encourage you to turn away from that sin. Mm-hmm. You're praying to God, asking Him to deliver you from the sin, and letting Him know, God, I can't do this alone. I need Your help. Trust me, like He said, you, He already knows. He just needs you to express that to Him. And then three, worship, worship, worship. Mm-hmm. Spending time in God's presence, worshiping Him, is, in my opinion, one of my favorite things to do. And maybe it's just because I like to sing, but um, and that doesn't just mean singing either. But you know, sitting worship here is like how you carry out your life. It's it's how, yeah, it's how you yeah. carry your life. It's am I 
giving God the praise and glory that he deserves in everything that I do. If I'm not, I need to take a step back and understand that I may be stuck in a sin and pride may be that sin if I can't give God all the glory and all the praise that he deserves for what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we've said it before, what, what is blessed in your life? If you ask God that it would be blessed or, Mm -hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Like, what is what who, what and who in your life is blessed that you that you've been praying for and like consulting God over? Um, a lot of us would find out that not a lot of our life is covered in God's grace mm. because we're just like keeping them out. Right. Like, well, God, you know, I don't want to bother you because this is a small one. Um, yeah, we're good. I'll mm-hmm. take care of this one. And he's like, "What do you mean? You nothing you have in front of you, you can have without me. Like nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, what about you? Uh, as far as for like, if you were stuck in a sin. Oh yeah. When I, yeah. I mean, I would say the exact same thing is confessing it. Like first recognizing the sin and mm-hmm. calling a spade a spade. Like yeah. don't sugarcoat it and be like, yeah, well I just, and, or, and you know, I, I get it. A lot of people can become ashamed of sin. I was very ashamed of a lot of sin still. And I think, I think that's a, I think that's a, uh, it's a, right a fresh, it's a, it's a fresh beginner feel or a fresh believer feel. Yeah. And, and not, that's not to say that, you know, you lose you, that, you lose that, but that's it's definitely scary. something that you feel, um, when you start, you, you first start believing in God, like, dang, like I've been in the wrong the whole time and mm-hmm. I'm very ashamed to tell someone about this. <laughs> yeah. And that moment of like, bruh, yeah, <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, that that can be very. Um, Who am I going to turn to? Yeah, uh, I don't go to church because you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Yeah, I don't read the Bible because you don't have to read the Bible to be a Christian. All yeah. you have to do is believe. No, 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 you got it all wrong. Yeah, how you can overcome sin alone? You can't you? Can't yeah? Nobody, nobody can. That's that's a scary thought for some people, but mm-hmm. um, it takes time. Don't 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 feel ashamed. Definitely open up. You're better off opening up than you are closing. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I think that's perfect. And like being discerning of who you confess your sin to mm-hmm. knowing that they like truly have your best heart in mind. And it's going to hurt because like you're going to go from going along, going with the grain of the world. And it's a pretty smooth ride at times, but you mm. feel those gashes from God, like trying to get you to go the other way. And then you turn away and now you're going against the grain. You're going to get some splinters from the world because now you're acting different. And you know, you're, someone's going to say something to you that's going to sting and it's going to offend you. And you're going to think that they're not a believer maybe, mm. or that they've got it all wrong. Well, like, okay, examine that again, go slow, go into your prayer closet, go into the word and like wrestle with God mm. wrestle with yourself and figure out, am I being prideful or is this person really like out to get me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can tell the marks of a person if they're out to get you just by the way they treat you. Are they there for you in a time of need when you ask them for help? Are they there for you? Do they show signs of like what it looks like to be Jesus? How can you know if you don't read your Bible? Mm. It's impossible. Like it's all these different things. But anyway, all I'd say is like, yeah, um, every time I've ever been stuck in like a big sin, I turn to my guys um, or someone that's like way older and way smarter that's been there before me, way wiser. Um, because not only does it, relief weight from your shoulders when you confess that sin, but you also have like an accountability person who's there like, Hey man, how are things going with you and Emily? How are things going with you and Ashley? Are you right. guys still right. sleeping together? Like, yeah, man, we slipped up this time or no, we've been doing really good. Um, okay, cool. Well, when you do bad and you continue down that sin and they correct you, like don't get upset because they're in your corner. You know what I'm saying? But when you don't, if you lie and you're like, Oh yeah, no, everything's perfect. Everything's sunshine and roses. Then like, 
you haven't really accepted how bad your sin is and you haven't really felt how good God is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that the only thing that can make that known to you is the Holy Spirit. Like, I'm so glad our church started talking about that. I know. Um, because because without that, man, like without the Holy Spirit, without him there guiding you and, and you know, showing you and exposing you, mm -hmm. dude, you just miss so much. And people think it's like harsh and mean and like, no, my life right. is better. Like, yeah exponentially better mm -hmm. and i know where i'm going mm -hmm. god willing <laughs> i'm not gonna yeah, tell god i'm yeah. going to heaven but i'm like please just look at jesus yeah, because yeah. i you know sorry i was laughing a second ago when you were talking about <laughs> when you were so zach this is a funny story but it's also like uh talking about you know confessing your sins to the right people yeah um so me and ashley not you know not having sex until marriage this is a decision that we made yeah. and we were like, you know, this is going to be very helpful for our relationship. It'll be helpful for our marriage. And ultimately it's God's word. So we're going to do it. So I told Zach this and he was like, dude, let's go. I'm so happy for you. So proud of you. <laughs> and uh, I think it was like a week later after this had happened and he texted me and was like, yo, dude, like, how's it going? How's the whole process? <laughs> I was like, bro, like we, you know, we stumbled, you know, we, we gave in the temptation. He's like, oh man, I'm so sorry to hear that. You know, nobody's perfect. And I want you to know that, um, you know, God's grace will suffice over all of this. And just so you know, next time you think about anything oh. sexual, just think of me. That is so funny. Yeah. But I say this because I told you that, right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember, I think that same week I went and played basketball um, down the street and uh, I was with like X and a couple of the other guys. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like we're not sleeping in the same bed right now. Like we're trying to, you know, not have sex. And they all were like looking at each other and started like laughing. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. and they're like, bro, I just don't know how you could do that. Da -da -da -da. And I'm like, bro, God. Yeah. And I don't want to. Mm -hmm. My I don't, sin doesn't run, or my flesh doesn't run my life. Yeah. Like, at all. And it was a, it was honestly a moment of like, it was a moment of, of humility for me where I was like, man, like I'm going somewhere with my life. Like I'm, I'm really letting God's word soak in, yeah. in, in me and in my spirit. And the fact that people see that they don't actually like get it, they don't get it, but, <laughs> yeah. but they see it. You uh -huh. know what I mean? They see like, oh, like, dang, he really is like trying to, you know, not have sex with his girlfriend until they're married. Yeah. They see that, and sometimes some people are like, oh, that's not for me. But I tell you what, that definitely sparked something in those people I was around. Xavier texted me and was mm -hmm. like, yo, dude, I, I got to come to church with you. I was like, all right, come on. He still hasn't came yet, but he's yeah. definitely thinking about it. Yeah. And the other guy, Curtis, it was Curtis, actually. Oh, Curtis, let's go. And he was like, um, he was like, yeah, bro, I want to see how you could do that. Two days later, he <laughs> messaged me and goes, yeah, bro, honestly, I got to get my life together. Like, I can't be out here having sex like that and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's like, dude, just because I'm letting God speak through me, I'm letting God work through my life. Mm -hmm. And just by me telling my story and like what's going on and like the goodness and the grace of God, people are turning their head. They're like, oh. What's he doing? Yeah. Yeah. Something different about him. Yeah. And I say that with a very humble heart, but it's just a matter of like, man, let God work through you and let let that be known that he's working through you. Mm. Like I told, I told Zach, like I said, I told Zach and he was like, dude, let's go. Like he was hyped for me. He's already a believer. And he's like, 
he's married. It's be tough. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, bro, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I tell people who aren't believers or not necessarily aren't believers, but aren't really letting the word of God work through their life. And you can either see that people are going to have the heart to change or have the heart to stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. The, the goodness that came from Emily and I making that same decision, uh, shout out to Paul and pastor Kyle for like spurring us along with that. But, um, I didn't see it in the time cause I knew it was like God's word and it was good. Um, and like, yeah, this is what God said. So I'm going to do it. And like, you start to feel those early things, like the things you're experiencing right mm -hmm. now. And then like after getting married, <laughs> like life is really good, bro. <laughs> For a lot of reasons, like, like that side of our life is just flourishing. It's beautiful. Right. Right. But we are more like it's Emily, really. She's a lot more creative with the things that we do together. Mm -hmm. So our relationship isn't built on a stilt. Yeah. It's like a foundation. Right. Of, of rock, of Christ, you know what I'm saying? So if you take out one of them, cool, we still got Jesus. Like, you're not going to knock us down mm. if we can't have sex together mm -hmm. anymore. Um, the dynamic has completely changed. I got a best friend. Um, I look at her as God's daughter. Everything's way different. And like, I can't help but smile and sometimes just cry and just be like, whoa. Because I always told myself, like, God, if you can get me out of this, like, if you can get me out of this one, I'll believe you. Yeah. And then he did. And I was like, dang. dang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a big one, bro. Because that was, yeah. that took, chunks of my heart right chunks chunks, right. chunks chunks and in that time god was like all right well your heart's down to very little let mm -hmm. me restore it like mm -hmm. watch me go to work and he's still working on it but now i just look and i'm like yeah god i think of the cross that's another thing we put a cross in our bedroom mm -hmm. and it's real hard <laughs> to like be weird <laughs> with the cross bro <laughs> but uh but yeah and and just again it's more the visual of remembering the cross and being like yeah, this is the least I can. And do. actually, honestly, sorry, we're off topic now, but super off. Yeah, but hey, this is what we're talking about me. sin and grace, and we got yeah, we're at an hour now anyway, so we're gonna finish up here in a sec. But yeah. um, Ashley, this happened the other day. We were both like really tempted, yeah. like, and you know, cuddling, kissing, blah blah blah, and she's like, "Stop!" I'm like, "Okay." Boom. And <laughs> and she was like, "Think about the cross." She was like, think about the pain Jesus endured. Mm -hmm. You can take a little bit of suffering. We can take a little bit of suffering for this short period of time of our lives. Yeah. Because we're going to spend eternity with Jesus. This short period of time, which is even shorter than our actual life, this small period of time, trust me, you'll be all right. Yeah. You don't need to give in to what your body wants right now. Mm -hmm. Your spirit is definitely willing to walk, get up and walk away right now. So I was like, yeah, you're right. And I yeah. got up and was just like. But it hurt. It hurts. Because someone that you love called yep. out a sin. Yep. And oh, like an attempt. Mm -hmm. Even that, like even going into that mm -hmm. is like the sin. But it hurt. But you're better for it. Way better for Way it. Way sharper. And it's, and again, like sexual temptation, Dude, lust. Dead. I still gave in. But mm -hmm. it's the little benchmarks that we're making every single time. Yeah. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Yeah. And yeah, she's my girlfriend. I'll give her a kiss every once in a while. But yeah. like, come on now. Yeah. We're not having sex. And that's like a huge step back from like what we were. Oh, yeah. So. And when you, when God takes the care of that one for you, you're mm, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he could do what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so dope. Anyway, yeah, we got off on a tangent. But no, yeah. That's what they signed up for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely put together some Holy Hosa homework for everyone out there. Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably put the last one out, too. 
just so that we don't forget yeah, about might it. Yeah, might as well. But yeah, it's good stuff for sure. And I'll start, I'll start getting some clips together again. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of time. And we sit here and talk for an hour. <laughs> People open our episodes like, an hour, no. We both listen to our podcasts. And so Zach sends me like good clip, uh, like marks. And I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. And I'll go look at them. And I'm like, dang, dude, I also have some. I got to like yeah. go through both. And I'm like, it's anyway, a lot. I'm being lazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, that was a good talk. Definitely. Really good. Grateful for you, bro. Yeah. yeah. Proud of you, you, as, you as well, dude. We're going to look back on these episodes in a couple of years and be like, dang. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Grew a lot. But it's documented. <laughs> we'll make mistakes. We're human. Oh, yeah. You, we've said things. But again, don't look at us. Look at Jesus. Look at mm-hmm. the cross. And remember, like, the power that's behind that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's available to, to anyone who repents and believes. So. Repent. <laughs> Repent. 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 Now. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you guys. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please follow. Come back every week for a new episode. We'll get back on our stuff here. We'll be yeah. recording new episodes every week. So, um, again, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We're praying for you guys. And we'll see you guys next week in the next episode. Peace and love. Peace. Chose to cleanse me up. Now I'm testifying. Now your greatness is a different love.